Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 92, Microcosm. Oh, that title is appropriate. I record these on Sundays. Uh, this Sunday is Mother's Day. In between a little, some Mother's Day activities, some health issues, uh, some technical problems, and some uh, just plain lethargy, uh, things that are microcosm in the Earl household today of the nation as a whole. Too many events going on, too many things happening, too many malfunctions to really get a handle on where we are and what we're doing today. And that, to me, is a microcosm of the state of the United States uh, on this May 8th, 2022. We have a bunch of articles we want to share with you, but I do want to do a general overview of where we're at. The market, as you know, got all excited initially about a quarter percent raise in the uh, basic interest rate by the Fed, and then decide, holy crap, that's going to have a negative effect on a number of people and a number of sectors, and decided to take a dive for the worse. It looked like a, uh, how do I put it, an eagle trying to snatch a fish off the top of my pond here at the little patch of paradise. So we took a big dive, and uh, there are two groups of people looking at that. The one group says, woe is us, woe is us, woe is us. And the other group says, buying opportunity, buying opportunity, go for it. I agree with them both. I think our economy is so fragile and teetering right now, like a house of cards, that it wouldn't take much of a puff to blow them over. On the other hand, if you're in the right sectors with the right companies with the right returns, and I'm talking about growth as measured by sales and net profit, not growth as measured by uh, increasing more real estate obligations you know, for location growth around the country. I think there's some real opportunities there, but, you know, caution, caution, caution. But I do remind you that even in the crash of 29, not all stocks went to zero. Um, the Dow Jones, as you know, is an artificial number. It is basically a composite of the various values assigned to the different stocks on, on the, uh, on the listing. And when a majority of those stocks go down be, because of fundamentals or because of overall economic picture, what have you, uh, that doesn't mean they're all bad. So those are the types of things where you want to look at individual stocks and look at them very carefully and, again, see what sectors they're in and see how their ROI is, what kind of money they return for the investment you put into it. So uh, it's not all dismal out there, even though the general overall picture is not a promising one. We have some articles again this week, as we typically do, and we recommend to you. Uh, I would suggest that you look up the Brownstone Institute uh, newsletter for May 8th, Sunday the 8th, today. Uh, there are numerous good things in there. I didn't print it off to share it with you. Um, 
I usually do my show prep far in advance of this, and but as you will note, I'm running late on posting this today. But look at the Brownstone Institute newsletter for Sunday, May 8th. There's three or four columns on there that I will read uh, when we get done with this program. Um, another one I'd like to recommend to you is from the Stansberry Digest on Saturday. And it's called The Evolution of the Blank Check Company. Um, special purpose acquisition companies seem to have gone bust at this stage right now. In the past year, the index that tracks those uniquely structured businesses has fallen 70% from its peak. But Brian Beach of the Stansbury Venture Value uh, Sheet says, as the pile of left for dead spat grows, so does opportunity. So you may want to check that out if you believe in special purpose acquisition companies as a mechanism going forward, something you may want to look at. Uh, along that line, i got to tell you, I'm right now doing some research about uh, generating a couple of uh, NFTs of my own. And so I may keep you posted on those. If, I'm, if I take the plunge, I will let you know. From the Pew Research Center, uh, this again was on Saturday. Uh, they talk about Amer America's abortion quandary and why not. The leaked memo from uh, Justice Alito basically suggested that uh, Roe v. Wade will be uh, upset, have the pins pulled out from it, no longer exist. And uh, the community who uh, favor abortion has just gone absolutely bonkers, hysterical. Although I, I, I'm not certain that all that hysteria is sincere. I think the wiser members of their community, the ones with the soundest reasoning, understand that all they have to do is get Congress to legislate it or, or fight the battles again in the 50 states, understanding that since 1973, Abortion is going to be viewed much more favorably among many of those states than it might have been back then, 45 years ago. So that's something to look at going forward. 71% um, of the people agree with keeping abortion available, but they vary widely about when it should be available, with only a small percentage of them um approving the third trimester or post-birth. And the reason I said post-birth, there are a couple of places, one state in particular and a second one is considering it, allowing a similar type of abortion or allowable death of the child for up to 28 days uh, after birth. So uh, I think it, it, it tells us a lot about where we are as a nation when we're having this debate at this time in our national struggles. So um, another thing that Pew put out was an article about telework uh, continues for a lot of workers, but there doesn't appear to be the level of Zoom fatigue uh, that uh, some may be suggesting. So they've got research that backs up uh, that, that statement. 
And uh, so uh, it's something to see going forward. In fact, there is an element or percentage of people who would prefer working from home, and clearly they wouldn't have Zoom fatigue if that's the case. So that may that may be what skews uh, that analysis. Uh, working moms have faced challenges across many fronts during the pandemic. I think we know that. In fact, I was pondering this past week. In about a month, I'll be 76. And, and I was pondering why our entire economic system, healthcare system, um, media narratives, the whole nine yards were directed to try to squeeze one more year of life for me, and yet damaging all the small businesses and shutting our kids down and locking them down for extended periods of time, in addition to taking people older than me who may be in in nursing homes and assisted living facilities, and in some cases making them more at risk uh, than the general population. just seems to me that there was no sensibility there and I'm sure you would agree with me on many levels. We have damaged, we have damaged our next generations coming up. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, repairably so, but I fear maybe not. And um, this, uh, I think, the power grabbers and the nutcases and the hysterical uh, nanny types uh, have basically done more harm. Uh, than than we'll ever be able to measure, and I doubt that they'll be held accountable for it either. Uh, after all, that's the Washington way. You crap in somebody's rice bowl and they hand you toilet paper. So here we go, looking at how to beat the burden of rising inflation. This is by Maria Bonaventura uh, and Nomi Prince on the Inside Wall Street with Nomi Prince. Uh, the burden of inflation, and as you well know, what the government calls inflation is is only a pittance of what real inflation is and how it impacts people and their livelihoods and so forth. And uh, added to that, added to the problem of systemic inflation because of monetary policy, add to that the uh, supply chain issues going forward, why we have the shortages now in food stores and so forth, the high cost of fertilizer impacting the growth of food in our farms and gardens and, and uh, so forth across the country. Um, it's, it's just a, an inevitable collision of cost acceleration, and, and it seems unlikely uh, to be helped at all. The Fed, of course, raised interest rates in a hope to slow down inflation. Um, with all due respect, the horse is out of the barn. Uh, the best they can do right now is muck the stall, and uh, I hope they get to it rather quickly. We spoke last week on Living Liberty Today about the divergence window. That's where the value of a stock is considerably lower than what its earnings would suggest. And that has gotten even even more dramatic in the past week or so. You might look it up, uh, the, the divergence window, uh, particularly in the stock uh, areas in tech, 
and uh, see there if there's something you might find attractive for you and see where you might design a strategy going forward because ultimately, whether the, the value is artificial or real, uh, earnings are going to be the driver going forward in an area of inflation. People are going to need look for avenues for putting more cash in the pocket. So that may be a way you want to go. The bleeding edge from Saturday, uh, Jason Bodner, who's the editor of The Outlier Investor, uh, appeared on, on Jeff Brown's uh, newsletter. And uh, he has a lot of things to share. Uh, he spent over 14 years on Wall Street, another four years in the city, London's Wall Street. And he's talking about the hedge fund issues and where there may be some traps sitting there you want to look out for. So The Bleeding Edge by Jeff Brown, and look for the article by Jason Bodner, and that's uh, from Saturday. And finally, the last article I want to share with you is a rather long one. It's by Janet Levy, and it was in The American Thinker, and it's called The Real Black Swan of 2020. The Assault on Small Business. And in it, Janet discusses a book by Carol Roth called The War on Small Business and um, how the government used the pandemic to crush the backbone of America. That's the subtitle. And I referred to something of this nature a little earlier, but bottom line is that while your big box stores were declared essentials, your mom and pops who handled the same variety of products, probably with less medical risk because they had fewer people, the various uh, types in there, um, they were shut down, told they were non-essential. And I remember, you remember, we all remember going through that, that discussion a couple of years ago. But I think what it has done it has pointed forward it almost seems like an evil intent on the behalf of the government and mega corporations to take the independent entrepreneur and mom and pop businesses uh, out of the scene altogether. We may have more to talk about that in coming weeks, but that's our living liberty for today as we celebrate beautiful weather here in May. So I encourage you to live free, be free, and stay free. I'm Charlie Earle.